there, Bobby. Welcome to the Hey OK Pa Happy Hour, episode 28. How are you guys doing? I am doing meh. Bored as hell, just like last time you checked. Uh, if you're just joining us um, with this podcast, we drink a drink. You drink a drink, I drink a drink. We don't see each other, but we're still drinking. And I hope you're drinking something, you know, not that bad. I'm drinking a coffee. I got a drinking a fucking coffee, and I'm in a Walmart parking lot. That's where all the action is here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The Walmart. Um, you guys can. There's no limit on how many people can go into this Walmart. No limit. Come on in, because the virus apparently cannot be spread in big box stores can't it's impervious big box stores are impervious to the covid uh small businesses that ah, you can't you can't keep that shit open because the, the virus loves a small business it thrives in those in those areas but not in walmart no sir you don't need to limit your clientele to 10 why would you do that walmart so that's where i'm i'm in the i'm in the parking lot drinking a coffee and I have, I've been cutting back my drink in the past week, m modestly. So what do you do? What do you do when you cut back on drinking? You got to find a way to distract yourself some other way. You got to find some other way to avoid thinking about the hellish dystopia we're descending into. So what do you do? A little recreation. Find a little rec. I told you about the bow, right? Shoot the bow at the targets. Told you about the turkey hunt. Oh, I didn't tell you about the turkey hunt, did I? Uh, I, went, I went on a little turkey hunt last week, if you could call it that. Got up at the crack of... I got up before the crack of dawn. Because you got to get out there before the sun, the sun rises. So I wake up, put on my fucking camo shit. Got my face mask on. That's the only way I'll wear a face mask, by the way. Is if I'm... Turkey hunting. Oh, a security guard just pulling up here. Wonder what he wants. He's three three parking spots over this guy. He's talking on a walkie-talkie. He's probably calling for reinforcements. There's a guy in a car talking into a microphone. He's not even wearing a mask. I went on a turkey hunt. I get out there with my camo and my turkey call. Where's my turkey call? Do I have it on me? Fuck. I don't. Set up my little, I didn't have a ground blind. I just went in with a decoy and I figured I could find a little, some shrubbery to hide in. I could find a way to block the turkey's vision. And so I sat down with my turkey call. I'm trying to mimic it with my mouth without the call. That's <laughs> uh, not even close. Yeah, but you sit there and you call the fucking turkey and an uh, hour goes by and you don't see shit. Only thing I saw was uh, a pheasant kind of approached me. Didn't really see me till the last second. It exited a little uh, brush patch about, I don't know, 10 feet away. That fucking pheasant walks out. It sees me. It goes, Bleh! it just turns right around like... 
You know, if you have, have you ever walked in accidentally in a, in a bathroom, it's it's occupied or maybe a stall. It's like, oh shit! You know how it just shocks you? You just turn right. That's what this fucking pheasant did. Poor pheasant, mind his own fucking business. See some asshole sitting down with a bow and camel. Oh fuck! Turned right around. Not that I was gonna shoot a pheasant. That would be poaching. And then another hour passes, and I see a a turkey hen about 100 yards out in the distance. Never gets any closer. No gobbler is chasing it. So it was a big, it was a big fat donut. Zero. Got nothing. Didn't even get a shot off. So that was my turkey hunt. Next day, what do I do? Go golfing. I told you about my plan to go golfing and how I never golf. Shot a 126. One. 26, which for me is actually not bad. It was an 18-hole course. These fuckers I'm playing with, though. One of these guys shoots a fucking 74. Like a two above par. Rice O'Roney. This guy on the 11th hole, uh, it's like a par three. Looks like a par two. The hole's like right there. I don't know, it's 100 yards. Something like that. Maybe a little more. But it's like at the bottom of a long hill. Like you're looking down on the green. This fucking guy gets within two inches of a hole in one. The ball stopped about two feet from the pin. But it it went right by that hole. So I'm, uh, I was a little, a little outmatched. Didn't beat anybody. Finished dead last. Next closest guy shot like a 102. But it was an honest 126, okay? It was an honest... I didn't take any strokes off. If I went out of bounds, I gave myself a one-stroke penalty. Probably should give yourself a two-stroke penalty. I don't know. I don't know the rules of this game. I learned some new things. So apparently... All right. So over par by one stroke is a bogey? Is that it? Bogey. Right? You hit par, that's called par. You get uh, 100 parts, it's called a birdie. Did you know this? <laughs> if you get two under par, they call that shit an eagle. And then I said, what, do, what is it if you get... And I knew all this shit already. But I, I said, uh, there's a par five course. So what happens? Suppose a guy, two strokes in the hole on a par five hole. What do you call that? It's not an eagle. They tell me that's called an albatross. It's like word? Yeah, a fucking albatross. Never heard of such a thing. But they're like, nah, it's pretty much impossible, Matt. They say you got a better chance of getting a hole in one than you do of getting an albatross. And by you they mean a person in general. If it was directed to me specifically, it'd be like no chance in hell to even get a birdie. I I was uh, getting a lot of those quadruple bogeys. Got a few triple bogeys. Got one bogey. What the fuck is a bogey? The rest of them are all birds. Eagle, birdie. That's the first one they probably thought of was the birdie. Like, because you're outside golfing whenever they thought of these goofy things to name the the stroke count. Probably outside. There's the only thing they see are are birds. Chirp, chirp, chirp. I call that thing a call that one a birdie. 
They call that one a birdie. And then somebody gets another stroke under par. Like, what do you call that one? That one's a fucking... That was a fucking eagle. And then an albatross. That's, that's, that's what I learned. Something new I learned. Maybe something new for you there. Albatross. Now you guys are probably all seasoned golfers. You're probably laughing at my ignorance. My ignorance. Usually an albatross is a bad thing. If it's around your neck, you don't want an albatross around your neck. That means you're tied down or some shit. Got some baggage. But in golf, it's good. So I golfed, golfed. Then I wake up the next day. My left forearm is sore. The little muscle on my forearm. I guess I swung a goddamn club at 126 times. Not counting the practice swings. Uh, but I didn't want to. I don't want to hold anybody up. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of practice swinging. It's like if I gotta hit the ball another two times to catch up to the group, I'm just gonna go up there and fucking hack at it, run it down, hack at it again. We don't got time. We got time for you to practice swing, Matt. Like you're gonna improve your swing. Uh, so I, I was sore. My fucking left. How do you get sore playing golf? You are an out of shape. Fuck, if you are getting sore playing golf. Yeah, my left forearm. My little underdeveloped forearms. Dude, I've done so little work. I haven't lifted a weight. I haven't done shit for, what, six weeks? My hands are all soft. And my forearms are all weak. Oh, my forearm. So I wake up, my forearm's all sore. I'm like, wait a second, I remember this muscle. This muscle's from baseball. I remember you swing a bat. You have to use your forearm. That's why, what was it, Mark McGuire had those Popeye arms? It had nothing to do with the steroids. It was all just him swinging a bat. Yeah, the forearms. I remember that fucking muscle. When I was 15. Playing baseball. Um, and then I'm driving. I'm driving in Sioux Falls. I go to North Sioux Falls. Driving along Benson Road. Two days later. So I'm no longer sore. Two days later, I'm driving. What was this, Monday? Tuesday? Tuesday. Whatever the fuck it was. I see a place to my right. It's like a, a business called D-Bag. It's like, D-Bag? Who the hell names their business D-Bag? I get a little closer. I say, I see, it doesn't say D-Bag. It says D-Bat. I was one letter off. I'm like, D-Bat? What the fuck is this? I take a right. I hang a right into this parking lot. Turns out it's a batting cage. Speaking of baseball, I'm thinking, hey, I got my my uh, my forearm muscle. That baseball muscle feels a little better. Why don't I go check this out? There's no way they're open. Everybody's afraid of a fake pandemic. They're not going to open batting cages. That's ridiculous. But I see a guy at the window. If I go to the door, the door opens right up. It's a fellow in there at the clerk. At the clerk. Did I just say at the clerk? The clerk is there. And, uh, it's this giant, like, warehouse with batting cages, like, both the kind that you just rent and throw. You know, you have the pitcher has a little net in front of him. You got little parts with, with tees, like you're playing t-ball. And then the main section is you got, uh, pitching machines, little video screens to tell you how far you hit it and whatnot, and you set the speed and all that shit. And I just, well, that's interesting. I, I haven't swung a bat in 20 years. So what do you what's the, what's a thing like this cost? He says we're running a special now on account of the pandemic. It's 
$40 for a month. $40 for a month? That's like a fucking dollar and a half a day. A dollar and a quarter a day. A dollar and 33 cents per day. I said, what, what do you get? You get, he says you get 15 credits per day. It's not technically unlimited. You get 15 credits per day. I said, what's a credit get you? He says, one credit gets you 15 pitches. So I do a little math in my head. 15 times 15. That's that's a number that's way more than I'm going to need. Um, I figure out 100 swings at a baseball is, is plenty. And so I fuck it. Fuck it, I say. What else do I have to do? I need to find recreation. I need to I need to find recreation in order to avoid becoming a a uh, an alcoholic wreck. There you go. Recre recreation. So then uh, I said, fuck it, I'll, I'll fucking hit some balls. How hard can it be? I said, put me down for a month there. All right. Uh, how about I was get some fucking batting gloves? All right. Yeah, you guys got bats? We got bats. We got helmets? Yeah, we got helmets. I don't I don't need to buy a a bat or a helmet. Just batting gloves. And I step into the fucking thing. Swipe gives you a little card. You swipe. I feel like I'm doing an ad for these D bats. I'm not. I'm just, just telling you. Um, I go in the fucking batting cage. Swipe the card. You got two options: baseball or softball. I'm not a girl. I play baseball. Hit the baseball button. Then it says how fast you want to pitch. You got four op options. You got you got 40 miles per hour. 50 miles per hour, 60 miles per hour, or 70 miles per hour. I'm thinking, well, fastball's like 90 miles an hour, right? Some high schoolers throw fucking 90. So, but this is my first time playing in 20 years. I better start off slow. I'm like, ah, 40 miles per hour, that's too slow. So I'll go the second slowest speed, 50 miles per hour. That's going to be too slow, I'm thinking, right? What's a change-up? A change-up is like 60 miles an hour. So this shit's going to be slower than a change-up. Slower than the pitch major league players throw to trick you because it's so slow. It's even slower than that. So I get there. First pitch. What the fuck? I thought that shit was going to come in like in slow motion. Turns out 50 miles per hour is relatively fast. That's why I missed the first two, hoping nobody's looking at me. And then, you know, you, you adjust. I guess you got to start swinging as the ball's, like, you know, getting put into the pitching machine. You can't wait to start your swing until the pitcher, until after the pitcher releases the ball. It's all coming back to me. So I start making a little bit of contact. Ping! Ping! Little shitty, uh, little grounders back to the pitcher. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm going to start hitting a few, like, very poor man's line drives to the opposite field. I can't turn the bat around quick enough to pull it on a 50-mile-per-hour pitch. Good God. So I'm doing that for a bit. I do that for two rounds, so I'm 30 swings in. So we, I'm making enough contact. I'm not whiffing it anymore. Let's up the speed to 60 miles per hour. Which again shouldn't be that fast. It's a changeup. Major leaguers are swinging ahead of a 60 mile per hour pitch. 
I don't know how the fuck they do it. Because that first pitch came. Like, what the fuck? Is my reaction time that bad? That 60 miles per hour is, is fast? That, again, it takes me a couple swings to figure out how the fuck to do it. Start making my shitty contact, little grounders, little those hits where you hit it too close to your to your grip so it, it vibrates the bat. It hurts your head. Uh, you know, those, those type of hits. Just not a single base hit. I wouldn't think there was a single base. Maybe a couple. They're all ground outs. And uh, I notice I'm sweating. Because the pitch is like 15 in a row. It's like, shoom. All right, you got a couple seconds to get your footing back. Shoom. All right, get your footing back. Shoom. Get your footing back. Just hacking away. Next thing you know, I'm sweating with my fucking shitty proto Beatles mop top that I, I haven't had a haircut in God knows when. You know how you you let your hair go? It starts in that, if you have straight hair like I do, it just gets that helmety, goofy look, which you can probably get away with if you're in your like early 20s or younger. But, you know, I'm pushing 30. Six. You can't be walking around with a Beatle haircut. Look at, you look kind of crazy. And I'm, take off the helmet and the, my hair is just sticking to my sweaty face. I'm like, fuck. How the... How the hell is baseball this hard to work? Is that how out of shape I've become? It's like, of course. What are you, an idiot? You're not going to do anything for six weeks. Just walk, basically. And expect to not be horribly... And drink yourself to death. Smoke cigarettes. By the way, I cut back on that, too. Um, last cigarette was Saturday. And I went Monday. I went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today is Thursday, and I just had my my uh, my cigarette, a cigarette. So I went, you know, almost a week. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Avoiding talking about the news just makes you a self-indulgent fuck, doesn't it? Aren't you interested in my day-to-day -day bullshit? Fuck you, I got nothing else to talk about. So, what was my point? So I'm out of shape, sweating. I have to cut. I have to cut it. I have to pull the plug at uh, after about five rounds. What's five times 15? 30, 60, like 75 balls that I hit. Well, let's be honest. 75 swings. Um. Here's how soft my hands are. Here's how ill-equipped to manual labor my hands have become. I was wearing batting gloves, and yet I I'm looking at my left hand right now. There's a piece of little skin flesh right below my middle finger. That's, uh, I guess it's a, like a popped blister. So, we got baseball, batting cage. We got fucking turkey hunting. We got fucking golf. None of these of which I'm remotely good at. Like, it's going to be a working progress just to get to average. But it's like, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You know, I sit and you can only diddle on your guitar for so long. You can only you can only argue on social media for a given amount of time before you gotta, you know, pretend you're a kid. Fucking batting cages, golf. I guess golf's for old people. But you, anyway, that's where I'm at. Trying to avoid facing reality by. Losing myself in recreation.
let me take a drink of this coffee, maybe pull out a cigarette. Why not? Smoke them if you fucking got them. Smoke them if you got them. You don't got them. Go out and get them. Can't get them. Don't write a poem. Grab a shovel. Go out and grow them. Uh, roll down the window here. Let me step outside. Beep. 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 Enough about me. Enough about my shenanigans. What are you doing? Are you guys still freaking out about the fucking pandemic? Are we still calling it a pandemic? It seems kind of... It's like if, the, if this wasn't in the news and the government wasn't locking shit up... I'm not sure I'd notice anything. I guess I know a few people that have gotten bad flu. Maybe they had the COVID, just didn't know it. It was a bad flu season, I suppose. Did you guys watch Plandemic? That shit was making the rounds... Plandemic, that whistleblower lady, that researcher. Talking about, it went viral, and YouTube was real busy taking that shit down. They don't want anything that goes against the WHO's narrative. That's literally in their terms uh, and conditions on YouTube now. Any, any uh, video that offers information that is against the CDC and the WHO's official narrative gets taken down, which is interesting. Let's say Plandemic was completely horse shit, which it's not. Well, let's say it was 100% horse shit. Still doesn't justify taking it down. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not talking legally. Free speech only applies to government. Government can't force you to say or not say something, right? That's what First Amendment's about. So YouTube's a private company, so technically, yeah, legally, they can do whatever the fuck they want. But what I'm saying, why do they care so much about this type of shit, that they got to take it down? Because if you, it being horse shit isn't a good enough reason. If YouTube was taking down videos just because they're horse shit, there would be no flat earth videos anywhere. Why do they allow these flat earth videos to permeate, which are clearly horse shit? Probably because the flat earth thing was, uh, I think they promote the flat earth conspiracy. It's such a stupid conspiracy theory that it allows people to uh, just think every conspiracy is a conspiracy theory and it's bullshit. I don't know. But it's kind of funny. By by going so aggressively against this documentary, it actually increased its credibility. And then the uh, then the back then the the bunkers came out. Debunker gotta debunk this video. And there was this video I saw. This it's, the title was "Doctor Responds to Plandemic Video." All right, I'm gonna watch this video. I say I'm I'm gonna get the straight scoop. None of this. Conspiracy horse shit. We're going to watch this doctor systematically debunk this nonsense with his science and his expertise. Fucking pull up the video. Put on by a guy. By You know it's legitimate when the guy's name is Dr. Z-Dog. 
So Dr. Z-Dog, it's just him calling anybody who questions the narrative stupid. It was like hilarious. You got to watch the video. How? And so this video ends up going viral because it's so bad. Like if you look at the likes versus dislikes, it has like way more, uh, what do you call it, dislikes than likes. All the comments are just calling this douchebag out. And it's, it's appeal, you know the, the uh, appeal to authority fallacy? Do they still teach that in school? They probably don't. They don't teach critical thinking. But there used to be, you know, they'd try to equip kids to see through bullshit. And they would, you know, there's different fa logical fallacies that they would tell you to watch out for. One of which is the appeal to authority fallacy, which is to say uh, where you make a claim because an expert makes a claim, and that's without any evidence you just... I'm doing a bad job of explaining it. Let me pull up the fucking actual definition. No, oh, appeal to authority. Appeal to authority fallacy. Appeal to authority fallacy is defined as insisting that a claim is true simply because a valid authority or expert on the issue said it was true without any other supporting evidence offered. Also see the blah, blah, blah. Here's, a, here's the uh, logical form. According to person one, who was an expert on the issue of why, why is true. Therefore, why is true. Classic appeal to authority fallacy, which is the only thing keeping this false narrative regarding the COVID alive. It's appeal to authority, it's also ridicule, it's ad hominem, and it's pathos. Those four things. Nothing else. There is no data that supports the idea of this being a pandemic whatsoever. Unless you try to count the CDC's presumed fatality rate, uh, which is over twice of what the confirmed fatality rate is. The confirmed fatality rate of COVID is in the four, it's lower 40,000, right? Which is a bad flu season. The CDC number that they report in media outlets is north of 70,000, maybe 80,000 now. But those include presumed deaths, and we already know how liberal they are uh, with uh, the definition of what deaths are counted as COVID. When I say liberal, I mean not political. I mean, you know, how you. You err on the side of counting any death as, as COVID. And I, I don't understand. People who are skeptical of Bill Gates are considered crazy. Like, how the fuck crazy is that? What the fuck does Bill... Bill Gates is not a doctor. Okay, Bill Gates is not an elected official. Bill Gates does not even have a college degree. Okay, Bill Gates is a software guy who was sued by the federal government for violating antitrust laws in the late 90s. How, did, how is he the leading authority on vaccination? How? You think this shit's out of the goodness of his own heart? And there's a big divide between whiteies and people who live in reality. My ex-girlfriend is uh, from West Africa. I was with her for 10 years, so it's almost like calling, you know when you're with somebody for over X amount of years, calling them your girlfriend or boyfriend kind of seems, I don't know, whatever. My point is, so I, I know her family well. Her family, you know, lives, and in these fucking countries, in Africa and South America, nobody trusts Bill Gates. He's testing these vaccines on black and brown people in, like, remote villages if they fucking work, like in India, there was a, a school for indigenous people or some shit. 
this vaccination led to about eight deaths and a bunch of, uh, what do you call, side effects? Which I don't really understand what the fuck a side effect is. There are just effects. There are causes and effects. Physically. That's all there are. Side effects is just a political term that means, uh, oh, we didn't mean that effect to happen. Uh, yeah, it's a little, little, little suspicious. The amount of faith you put into a guy, you gotta understand, he's a fucking nerd, okay? He's probably bullied in school. He has, like, this fucking uh, desire to, to power, right? You're you're a crazy you're a crazy anti-vaxer. That's the word they came up with. Anti-vaxer, uh, which is like the worst thing you can be is to be a what they call an anti-vaxer. It's like it's a little red flag when none of the ingredients are listed on these vac. They don't have to list the ingredients. I mean, you you can't buy a fucking Snickers bar at a gas station without them being required to tell you what the fuck is in the thing you're putting in your body. Fucking Bill Gates, his virus-ridden software program, you're going to trust him to fucking put a needle in your body? He's not a doctor. He's not a fucking doctor. He formed the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation a year after the government came down on him uh, on his Microsoft company for violating antitrust laws, okay? He has all the money in the world. Why would he possibly want more money? Well, he's just doing this out of generosity. You believe that, you dumb fucks? You believe that? It's not about money. It's about power. What are you going to do if you're Bill Gates? Just trust him? You won't trust him with your computer, but you'll trust him with your body. Yep. Thymisorol is no problem as a preservative. No problem at all, even though it's 30% mercury by volume. No, no triple blind studies on any of this shit. And they bribed the federal government uh, through their quote-unquote lobbying after drug companies did this that you cannot sue a drug company for adverse effects from vaccinations. It's like these vaccinations must work pretty fucking well, right? If people are willing to overlook this shit. they mu- If you get a flu vaccination, that must mean you have zero chance of getting the flu. It turns out by their own fucking admission, you have a 30 to 50% chance, I'm sorry, a 40 to 60% chance of contracting the flu if you get a vaccination. In other words, it's a coin toss. Between 40 and 60 is 50%. I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't know how many people I know that have gotten the vaccination that got the flu anyway. That's why I don't understand why we got to wait for a vaccine for this COVID shit. We have a vaccine for the flu. We still have the fucking flu. There's more flu now after we're being vaccinated with the flu than we did before we were vaccinating motherfuckers for the flu. How much more evidence do you need? Or do you just appeal to authority? Well, the experts say this, and that's all I need to hear. This idea that most people agree that the government is corrupt. Like every branch of the government has been corrupted. But there are people out there who believe, for some reason, the medical establishment is immune from this corruption. You understand that the Epstein pedophile ring targeted not only politicians, law enforcement, judges, military, but also scientists? A lot of these scientists are politicians parading around as scientists. 
you know, your point of view kind of gets compromised when you get caught fucking a 10-year-old on tape in Jeff Epstein's guest bedroom in the Caribbean. You, you kind of do whatever the fuck your blackmailers tell you to do. And there are a lot of vi virologists, a lot of doctors speaking out against this shit who get shadow banned, who get silenced. Gotta trust the experts. What the fuck is an expert? None of these experts agree on anything. The information changes day to day, week to week. When they say expert, what they mean is government sanctioned authority. I don't know. You know, and then when experts do come out and blow a whistle, like the lady in the pandemic documentary, they'll call into question their motives. Like they're trying to discredit this lady because she wrote a book. <laughs> it's like instead of the book being evidence for her that's researched well, nobody picks apart the book. Instead, they do an ad hominem, ad hominem, ad hominem attack, saying she's just looking for money. Do you know? How, of all the get-rich-quick schemes, writing a book is probably the worst one. <laughs> You know, much, you know how hard work writing a fucking book is? Even if you do zero research, just the act of writing a book, it's a lot of fucking work. Do you, know, do you know how few books actually make money? There's like five authors in the country that are, are making bank. It's not how you... It's so stupid. She just wants to sell a book. It's just a publicity. Wouldn't it be weirder if she was privy to all this information, blew the whistle, and... Uh, was persecuted for this and didn't write a book? I think it's pretty normal to write a fucking book. Good God. So the question book writers for wanting to make money, what the fuck do you think her advance was? 30 grand at the most? And then you got to pay that shit back if your book doesn't sell? It's, it's dumb. It's dumb, 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 dumb. So they're going to question her uh, motivation, but you're not going to question a multi-billionaire college dropout who is lobbying governments to require the world population to buy his product. Yeah, he has no financial incentive. I just, the cognitive dissonance you poor fucks are, are going through, I get it. This narrative never passed the smell test. Every week, it's becoming more and more clear that there's something going on besides trying to fight a virus. And uh, the only thing keeping it together is party tribalism. It's like ideological. It's so weird. Ideology is the quickest way to become an idiot. That's why it's called an ideology. It's your id, right? You got your ego, your superego, and your id, the primordial brain. Id. Idiot. Ideology. Id. It's, I'm sorry, I'm basically going on a, a, the same rant I've gone on the last six weeks. We're 35 minutes in, y'all. Let's find some way to end this on a, on a positive note. Uh, let's see, positive note, positive note. Descending into dystopia, lies abounding. Oh, the good news is people are waking up. It's good news. But, uh. All truths go through three stages. Who said that? Schopenhauer? 
let's call it Schopenhauer. He said all truths go through three stages. First, they're ridiculed. Secondly, they're violently opposed. And thirdly, they're regarded as self-evident. So right now we're in between the stage of uh, ridicule and, I suppose, violent opposition. They've convinced... Um, they're trying to convince everybody that anybody who protests these lockdowns are right-wing fascists. How much longer is, is this going to last? How long will this be going on? <sighs> Hear them birds? Chirp, chirp, chirp. There's some good news. The birdies are... It's been fucking cold here. You think, um... You want, a cons you want a real conspiracy theory. How about they're controlling the weather? <laughs> Harp! Uh, there's a good conspiracy theory. There's a good conspiracy theory that I won't, I won't make fun of you if you make fun of it. Even I have trouble accepting the idea that the government would control the weather. Although they have, you know, they've, they've tried. Uh, what do you think, guys? Do you think they're trying to keep, keep the weather cold? to prolong the illness, huh? Huh? I'm just kidding, guys. Don't quote me on that one. That's how they get you. They, they trick you into believing the uh, outlandish conspiracy theories, so we overlook the obvious ones. And we're going to start blaming China and Russia. Oh, look at the Chinese and Russians. They are bad. They're bad guys. They lie to their people. They put out propaganda. Russia and China, bad. They won't, they won't accept loans from Western banks. I'm still trying to find something that China does or that Russia does. I mean, their governments. I'm trying to find something that they do that's bad, that we don't also do that's bad. Oh, COVID researchers are dying under suspicious circumstances in China. Well, yeah, it's happening here too. Did you hear about that guy in Pittsburgh? Died in a, mur a murder-suicide. He was a researcher in COVID. He was just about to... Uh, he was hot on the trail in some big uh, discovery. And uh, winds up dead in the United States. So it's not unique to China. In China, you know what they do in China? They spy on their citizens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in, they, in Russia, they, they murder journalists. <laughs> it never happens here. Never. So that's how, I guess that's going to be the next uh, method to deflect scrutiny from this clusterfuck is to uh, whataboutism. They'll do the whatabout. What about China? Look over there at Russia. Don't question your own government. You guys got to be afraid of China. Uh, go ahead. Be afraid of China. It's, it's a free country. Um, boy, I was just saying I was going to end on a high note. We're ending on a low note. Debbie Downer over here. Uh, but we'll we'll get through it. Uh, we'll get through this. You know, it might be ten years. Um, it might require a, a bloody civil war. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. Um, oh, I got a good. I got another good distraction for you. You guys hear about the 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 murder hornets? Murder hornets. Uh, it's such a poetic name. The murder. Murder hornets. I'm not so worried about the murder hornets as I am about the genocide wasps. And by wasp, I mean 
uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Uh, settle down, British. It's, it's not just you. Uh, murder hornets. How scientific of a name is that? Mur- you're going <laughs> to name a bug after a crime? After a human crime? Hornets don't know shit about murder. There's no murder in the animal kingdom. Um, yeah, what a, a murder hornet kills a honeybee. It's just killing a honeybee. That's not a murder. You can't fucking arrest a hornet and charge him with third-degree murder. It's ridiculous. It's it's the scariest word you could come up with. Uh, murder hornets. God damn, that's a beautiful fucking turn of phrase. Uh, anyway, I, I don't think the murder... I, I can't talk... I don't think the murder hornets are going to get you. And last I checked, the bees were already disappearing. The last decade, bees have been going AWOL. And it's been like different theories. I'm sure the electromagnetic energy in the air has nothing to do with it. But I will probably find a way to to blame the disappearing bees on uh, the old murder hornets. (laughs) What happened to all the bees? They were murdered. All right, guys. Well, this has devolved into nonsense. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you checking in. Why don't you guys uh, hit the old like button? Is there a like button? Subscribe button. Why don't you share it? Why don't you give me a rating? Uh, I'm going to ask you for a rating after the most ridiculous uh, episode ever. Uh, just so maybe I'll get a four-star rating in there. But if you want to give me a five-star, that's cool. You can give me less. I don't give a shit. Just give me a fucking rating. And uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, see you then. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.